0: Call it? Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Welcome to episode 103 of Call It Friend of the podcast, where usually two friends watch two films decided by the flip of a coin. This week, myself, Andy Deerich, and my co host, Annika Tiernan, watched two French crime films, 1967's Le Samurai and 2009's A Prophet. As always, the podcast contains spoilers for the films right from the start. Check out justwatch.com for streaming and rental options in your region. You can find us on Instagram at Call It Friend Podcast. Drop us a line there for any feedback or recommendations. Booze.
1: so what you mean michael rice yeah for example definitely anyway we're live we are live yeah yeah. you can call this live what's the crack are you are you happy and you know what clap your hands (laughs) all right that might interfere with audio
0: i'm gonna give you the clap no that's fine
1: hey very well very good yes 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 that's what i used to say when i did uh, stand-up comedy shows did you yeah, yeah, I'm I sorry, see. I didn't mean
0: to step on your lines. No, I, th- to, I think uh,
1: I actually used to say it in a show that we did together in Edinburgh for a month, where I, whenever I would have to host, I would go, "I'm going to give you guys the clap right now," and then you clap, and yeah, yeah it's very, very hacky. It's, it's hacky it's, just, it's just incredible. how much
0: attention I was paying <laughs> to yeah, anything yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
1: going on around me. Like but that, that thing, went on it'll... for like about three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with um, Mike Rice that time. Anyway, did you enjoy the movies? I did. This is one of those easy weeks. It was an easy week, yeah, I'd agree. It's, it's not. This is one of
0: those weeks of like where I was like, yeah, this is why we're doing the podcast. It's not to watch Blackulas.
1: I absolutely. It's not to watch Blackula, although it kind of is to watch Blackula in a it way. It is,
0: but those are the torturous weeks. Although I should point out that there is uh, there is a new Chronicles of Riddick film <laughs> coming out soon called Furia. What? And that's what that's what the podcast is really for. Is just filling up time waiting for Vin Diesel <laughs> to make some more Riddick films.
1: I can't, how is he still getting these made i suppose he must have so much clout from the fast and furious what, are
0: you saying you don't want to know what
1: furia looks like no i'll watch that like <laughs> yeah. for sure um, <laughs> as a matter of fact that's the new film we're doing when that comes out right oh yeah yeah, 100%
0: okay. <laughs> i think we need to make like a month towards
1: that <laughs> might do i mean like i was even the words were about to come out of my mouth oh we could rewatch all the other films i don't think i could no. bring myself to watch chronicles no. of riddick ever again no but Pitch Black First is and probably, third one. pretty good. Yeah, the third, yeah, yeah. One, was and the third well. one was very good as well. Yeah, I remember they had that Catalan actor who's uh, who does gives oh, yeah. good he's bastard. A yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Was it the third one where there was a lady who was molesting Vin Diesel in his sleep, and then I he think wakes up? We discussed
0: up. this. I think that's the second
1: one. Okay, fair enough. He's getting taken to jail. That's pretty because he's such a hot piece of ass. She's like, oh, I am gonna have a look at his willy. But I think <laughs> the
0: third one has a lady stripping down, which is completely needless. She's like having a shower, and there is like a guy outside trying to break in.
1: But it has been a good week, uh, generally speaking, I got I got Indeed. to watch something I've been meaning to uh, watch forever, and uh, you got to watch another, th- the third Jack Odiard film to appear on this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I j- believe. Jack off me hard. <laughs> I did. Is, it is the
0: third one. Uh, this is the first, this was my first time watching that film. My second one, it. first
1: time I watched it yeah. was around the time it came out, and yeah, it's aged magnificently, I think, mm. um, but uh, we'll talk about that later. I think um you you'll have to I think the the connections between the two films are probably tenuous at best. What
0: are you talking about? French crime.
1: Yeah. French crime. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, fair what enough. What more do
0: you need? No, that's fine. We need absolutely threat nothing. Threat else. of prison, actually yes. going to prison. Uh they've got those cars.
1: Uh Jacques Audiard looks a bit like your man out of uh, Samurai in his uh, Wikipedia picture.
0: He's he's a very cool man. That's actually the the saddest part. I don't know if it's sad but Seeing that he's, like, 70 years old and going, like, but the films you're making are, like, cool and full of energy. Yeah, Why are yeah. you not, like, 30?
1: I know, right? And you then should you,
0: be, s- you should have, like... Because he's his time is limited on this earth, much like us all. I want him to make more films. I mean, Every, he is, he's got a new film coming out, but...
1: He does, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, I think it's out already. You can see it now, if you'd like. Um, no, no, he's
0: got a new one that's in the works with um, Selena Gomez and stuff. Oh, wow, okay. I think it's, like, uh, maybe... A musical or
1: something? Ooh, put the brakes on that, there, Jackie boy. <laughs> wow. Well, Whenever I hear about crime people doing musical. musicals, can you, like, quick deviation? What What are musicals that you like that you get on board with? Are there any Films criteria? Yeah, or
0: in the in the theatre.
1: Well, the greatest thing maybe ever to be made ever is the Book of Mormon. So we right. can park that to, uh, th- that aside. Yeah, everybody like you know fucking loves Hamilton. I could, yeah, it's it's okay, it's good. I can't uh, think of
0: film versions of things that jump out to me, but like, yeah, I like going and watching musicals in the flesh. I've, I've seen a ton. Really? Have you? Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of like Andrew Lloyd Webber things. Have you ever seen Cats? E- no, that's too far for me. That's gone. Yeah. I want something with at least a semblance of a plot.
1: Yeah, I'm. I i i have just like uh, scanned the Wikipedia plot of that, and uh, it frankly looks insane. It's amazing that a that got made and B is such a big deal.
0: It's like a big talent show, is my understanding.
1: Yeah, it's to see who gets to be the angel cat or something. And then there's this guy called Mister Mistopheles who whips them and stuff. I don't know, it's nuts. <laughs> anyway, old Jackie Odiard, but no, not old Jackie Odiard. We need to talk about another Frenchman. We need to talk about old old J P Melville. Old J P Melvis. yes. Old J P. How did Melville. you? Uh, uh,
0: how did you come upon this film? How did you? Because this is the second film. You attempt, you attempted to make us watch Bob Le Uh
1: I can remember two references particularly jump out at me. Uh, firstly, Paul Thomas Anderson be- says that um, uh, Hard 8 or Sydney, as uh, he would have called it, um, is basically... I call it Hard 8. Nice. Yes, I also call it Hard 8 because that's its name. It, that's him riffing on Bob Flambour by Jean, uh, Jean, Jean-Pierre Jean Mel- Melville. Yes, Jean-Pierre Melville. It's a very
0: French name, Melville.
1: It, it is indeed. Herman Melville. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: That's, that's, the, that's the type of word association I would yeah. do.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. How, how's this for another 10 years connection? Claire Denny made. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Claire Denny it? Villeneuve. Uh, Claire, Claire Denny Villeneuve made Beau uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is based on Billy which Boyd, which friend. was written by Henry, uh, uh, no, uh, Herman Melville. I feel uh, like it's not Billy. It's not
0: Billy Burke or something. Isn't isn't Billy Boyd the actor from Lord of the Rings, the Scottish Hobbit? What did I say? Bi- I think you said Billy Boyd. What's oh, the did name I? Of that no, thing? it's Billy Budd. Is, is
1: Billy Bud. Billy, Billy Bud. Bud. Okay, yes, 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 me. yes. Which uh, features twenty actors, twenty minus nine <laughs> equals 11
0: <laughs> okay that's it we draw our own conclusions. i've then. broken all
1: <laughs> this thing wide open anyway yeah. and i also remember hearing bill hader saying he was a big fan of his works so then i would uh, <laughs> a uh similar level as Paul thomas anderson with their mates i understand <laughs> i understand their mates and um, i was
0: walking in the street and this homeless man came up to me and said john pierre melville
1: yeah Checking yeah I was at John Pierre Melville's funeral. That's what the guy said to me. He <laughs> yeah. gave me, a, gave me a kiss. Uh, it's an American homeless man in uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw an Irish homeless man in Barcelona the other day. I was like, oh, "Fair play, say.
0: man." <laughs> I, I can't even do. I can, I'm not even allowed to be homeless. <laughs> I can't go into the Schengen zone
1: to be homeless. Ah, uh, so I don't Irish think they taking I, advantage. They don't deport homelesses, do they?
0: Yeah, they do. In Spain, they like kick you out and force you to go to some other town. That's what I heard. That's fact.
1: Oh, right, yeah, because we both know a guy who used to be homeless. Did he get yeah. kicked out and made to go to another town? Probably. Yeah, yeah. You got him off the wagon one time. It's <laughs> yeah. just, just neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're absolutely 100% correct. Anyway, I did quite enjoy The Samurai. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I thought it was excellent. It was interesting to go back and look at all the films that it's
1: Well, that's just it, like, isn't it? Exactly. Walt Hill's
0: the driver. Jumbo's the killer. Jim Jarmusch's Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. I think that's the only Jim. This the only Jim Jarmusch film I've ever seen.
1: A lot of. Um, you can see a lot of the DNA of uh, Michael Mann's films emerge from uh, what this mm. is about. Particu- I think Heat is a giant riff on this in a way.
0: I'd, uh, even some of the other ones I are, are films I'd seen, and I'd never seen this one. The other ones I'd seen were like Anton Carbon's The American. Oh, of course, yeah, obviously yeah. Obviously, Nicholas Winden Reffin's Drive. Like, there's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've seen everything that this influenced.
1: Which, in a strange way, it had this sort of effect on me. It is, first of all, it's it's nearly impossible to watch this without thinking of everything that it influenced afterwards. But it also, for me at least, I was I was able to really enjoy it, appreciate it. But it felt kind of like you know, like let's say you're a you're a big Rolling Stones fan. Let's say you and you go, oh yeah, I love the Rolling Stones. I'll watch. Uh, I'll what are keith richards's favorite albums keith richards's favorite albums are all going to be
0: my favorite is the best of the rolling stones
1: (laughs) the best of the rolling stones keith richards's favorite albums is all going to be stuff like i don't know robert johnson and stuff real old blues kind of records um and in a way that this and i'm not that i'm not as interested in that as i am the rolling stones what i'm basically saying is i prefer the movies that this influenced to this but i can appreciate the Giant totem! This must have been for a lot of these guys. Like for sure, I saw so much of Michael Mann in this.
0: I think what I really liked about this is uh, there's not a lot of
1: dialogue. No, there's not dialogue for the first ten minutes.
0: Yeah, first ten minutes, no one talks. But the first, the first act, like at least the first twenty minutes, is just setting up stuff where the audience has to trust what's happening and go along with it and go like, I guess like this is all going to make sense eventually but then that payoff within that first that first 30 minutes that first act it hmm. pays off every single thing that it sets up and you're like oh this is nice yeah, i don't yeah. know if it's the best plan for assassinating someone but it it plays out nice it plays out nicely on a film i don't know if it's the best <laughs> Are way you talking to about
1: his alibi? Yeah, saying up the yeah, an yeah,
0: alibi yeah. and doing all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, it just it's feels interesting. A bit
0: like, It's also nineteen sixty-seven or whatever. Like as we've we've talked about this so many times, but like crime in the past was a piece of piss. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) None of (laughs) other. I'll kill ten martyrs. Look at you. All you need to do is put on a hat and put your collar up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) some.
1: I mean, dress less like a hitman is also. Maybe. Although, I mean, you know, the argument would uh, could handily be made that this is the film that uh, defined this as a look for a hitman.
0: Also, th- I mean, this the only reason this film works is because he's so fucking cool.
1: Yes, Alain Delon. He's very, Alain very Delon cool. Alain Delon is the
0: world's coolest man. I think this might be the only film of his that I've seen.
1: I'm going to have a quick scan at his filmography, but I'd say that might be the same for me.
0: Yeah, I think he's one of probably the only cast member who's still living, still alive. He is still living, yeah. Um, he's he was
1: a sex symbol. I wonder, is he still a sex symbol?
0: Yeah, 87, definitely.
1: Uh, I've seen Rocco and His Brothers. That's very good. Um, I've seen that, film. I, w- I saw the one, the uh, Rocco Sofredi version. Which is that?
0: You <laughs> don't know who Rocco Sofredi is. Rocco, no. the real Rocco.
1: Who's the real Rocco? <laughs> I've, come uh, on. A porn
0: star, Italian uh,
1: porn star. Very nice. Come on. <laughs> <man>. <laughs>
0: Rocco and His Brothers was niche. It was <laughs> I don't think they won any Oscars. Is there
1: the, there weren't, any, <laughs> weren't any ladies in it. It's... <laughs> it's, a very, it's
0: a very male-dominated cast.
1: <laughs> You're reminding me of that thing that Norm Macdonald would say on on Conan one time. He just goes, uh, yeah, yeah, you know those, like, uh, pornos? I watched this one the other day. Had only guys in it. It was terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah, Delon is cool as fuck. That also helps. I don't know. It, like, I think I would, I would very much, I, I'll probably watch Bob La Flambor, uh before the next podcast anyway, because I would like to see, is this the vibe of Jean-Pierre Melville because if it like certainly the way he moves his camera and stuff as well you could like i think informs maybe the first at, yeah at least the first two films in Paul Thomas Anderson's career a lot mm. uh, the way it just it sort of swoops around it, it, like it's it, like before it's static there's always a beautiful pan or anything whenever they're introducing a new scene or uh, or anything like that and then of course there like you can also see i mean the opening to There Will Be Blood there is is definitely riffing on this, I would say. 100%. Like, you know the opening shot of just him in the apartment and the budgie going? I mean, it's very Once Upon a Time in the West in a way as well, just the, the rhythmic noise and just the stillness of the shot. But then, if you remember the opening shot of There Will Be Blood, it's Daniel Day down in a mineshaft, very similar lighting, and just, yeah. And, of course, no dialogue for 10 minutes.
0: The one Melville film I want to watch is Army of Shadows. That's allegedly the... Yeah, that's best a, that's apparently America's his course. masterpiece.
1: But I would like uh, the the red circle as well. Um, yeah, like, now like now that I've like now that I've seen this, which uh, kind of I, I I believe was a big international boost for him in terms of reputation. Um, now that I've watched this, I think that like yeah, you you do get quite a sense of you know that kind of laconic thing that he's about that people have talked about which i gather is big is a big part of bob la flambour as well he's a
0: big influence on a lot of people he got special thanks on uh reservoir dogs jean pierre melville mm. i well, don't know if you could call that special thanks when the person's dead i guess it's like acknowledgement of influence
1: hmm. that's pretty
0: cool that's the kind of thing quentin tarantino would do though is like here's this guy from 20 years previous that i like it's a yeah. shame that he died. He, I mean, he died at what fifty-five or something, Jean-Pierre Melville. So, yeah, yeah he was fifty-five. He was just—he right. was in the process of making his new film.
1: It wasn't his um, contre-enquête when he it died. Wasn't, it wasn't his real name, was it? I think he took. I, th- his, I think he, his, his real name is Jean-Pierre Grumbach. Yeah, I think he took on the name in a similar fashion ah, because he to was a, uh, Jewish. His family were Alsatian
0: Jews. So it's yeah. like half dog
1: actually this plays right into i'll probably suggest this for a toss uh soon enough but i'm i'm at the moment i'm reading a uh, robert harris's book "An uh, officer and a spy and that concerns the uh, area of france that was annexed to the germans in 1870 so they lost a lot of territory and basically it's 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 about the dreyfus affair do you know about the dreyfus affair
0: yeah we talked about this before so oh, it's Rich,
1: richard dreyfus yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, we've, I I, have <laughs> actually, I did actually get hold of that film as well, so I look forward to watching it.
1: Alfred Dreyfus is his name. Yeah, the, I believe the, the, a, the French, a, the French that. title is Accused. But yeah, yeah, the, they were um, just a, a very scorned upon group in both uh, France and then later in famous, more famously in Germany, of course. But he changed his name as a tribute to Herman Melville, who's his favorite author. Much like Herman Melville's great great grandson. Do you know who that is?
0: Uh, Jeff Melville.
1: Moby, Moby Melville, you, you know the
0: electronic musician <laughs> Moby. <laughs> you know when you say Moby, is this a joke about Moby Dick, or is he actually Herman Melville? He's you no, know, he's
1: Herman Melville. That's why he changed his name to Moby. Moby Dick. What? A
0: d- that makes me like. Uh, that makes me it's in some ways like Moby even less. Richard Melville <laughs> Hall is his name. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, changed to. Moby. I just like, called
0: himself Moby because he's a dick. He is the uh, great 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 nephew of Herman Melville
1: i remember i bought his album um play that's
0: why moby he changed his name to moby and then he chose to be a massive dick yeah yeah uh, respect
1: i remember i bought his album play that has all the reworkings of the blues songs on it and um, lordy now yeah that one <laughs> yeah lordy now <laughs> i
0: believe that's how it goes
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. No, I got it. And in, 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 immediately on the inside, much like the Smiths album, uh, Meat is Murder, but at least that didn't have a deceptive title. There's a whole just l- this writing about how you everybody should be a vegetarian. And it immediately w- made me go, ah, fuck it. Fuck this. Fuck this album. <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking want to listen to this.
0: That song uh, that song reminds me of, uh, of, of uh, your Irish stand-up comedian, Richie Sheehy. Richie Sheehy. Yeah, doing a song using uh, using that song, using that Moby song about him uh, being tricked into sexual intercourse with uh, a black male. I don't know if he
1: still does that (laughs) song. It's
0: somewhat controversial.
1: I Uh, I mean, I it sounds amazing. I, find it, I
0: Actually, I don't think you can find it online. I think it's been, I think it's been nuked. But I saw him do it at the stand. Not that I mean, a few years ago.
1: <laughs> About g- him getting tricked into sex with a black yeah. man. Yeah. That's incredible. What's the narrative <laughs> of the song? How does he trick him? He's he's meets a, meets
0: meets a lady called Trevor 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 or something, and then it goes, Ooh, Lordy, now Trevor's a man. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That sounds brilliant. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna good. try. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I love that. That's excellent. Anyway, back to Al uh, Johnny P Melville's and uh, the Samurais. Yeah, what else is there? To say? Should we go through a plot or something? Yeah, why not? So there's a guy. He's a samurai. Pretty he doesn't much. Doesn't
0: have a lot of. Uh, he doesn't do a lot of uh, Japanese
1: stuff, does he? No, there was a disappointing lack of Japanese stuff in the film. I felt.
0: Well, I felt. Well, if you've ever watched uh, that jim jarmusch film ghost dog way of the samurai there's mm. too much japanese stuff in that where you're like okay calm down forest Whitaker.
1: i haven't watched it in many years but it's always been it's been on my rewatch uh you know list for it a, a long while um, I remember enjoying it and just thinking, this is a strange little movie. It's a strange. There's like I remember this one scene where Forrest Whitaker's
0: speaking to a guy, but they don't understand each other, but somehow he figures out exactly...
1: Because he reads a magic samurai book. That's it, basically. He uses his magic
0: Japanese powers. He uses his lazy eye to read between the lines. Is it a lazy eye he has? Well, it's not working overtime. Let's say that. So, in the film Le Samurai, there is a hitman, Jeff Costello, yeah, it's is a he very, Irish? Fr- very French name, Jeff Costello.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jeff Hitman. <laughs>
0: exactly, and he spends the first thirty minutes. He's he's. W- we don't see anything of his contract at the start, right? No. All we see is him just setting up uh getting out, getting his alibi ready he goes he gets he um he has that big set of keys <laughs> he's got like that key ring with fifty or hundred keys on it yeah and yeah. that's how he starts cars he steals a car and then he has to sit there and go key by key, picking them uh, turning them it's nice yeah yeah the right I appreciate the it system we yeah, see yeah. that later on as well like one of the guys who breaks into his flat has the same thing he's got like all the keys for all the houses
1: yeah yeah who w- walks through a glass a window. Pretty much.
0: Well, the guy who sticks his, who, like sticks the gun <laughs> directly through the window. Yeah, when yeah, yeah, yeah. In the apartment. That's a bit silly, that, where I'm like, it is you a have bit silly. the element of surprise. I don't know if you need to go through the window to get him. You could just walk around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit silly. Uh,
0: so, yeah. So, the film just starts with Jeffs. So he's setting up his alibi. He steals a car. He drives it out. Get to this, I don't know, one of the guys that he works with who puts new plates on it. He goes to the poker club place to be like all right tell anyone i was here from two and then he goes round to the lady that he and that he sees from time to time and then tells her tell like tell the police i was here till 1 45 very beautiful lady wow that was his wife that's his uh, yeah the, that's right natalie natalie delon wife of Alain delon at the time
1: yes hot stuff
0: yeah she's dead through. now she is dead now that's correct He's not an 87-year-old man like Alan DeLon. (laughs) More is the pity. (laughs) So, yeah, so Jeff goes. He carries out his hit. He goes into a nightclub. He goes into the back room and guns a guy down. Yes. And then...
1: Not great gunshots, I'm going to say.
0: Also a bit silly to go like, I've come here to kill you. Like, who are you? I've come here to kill you. And then the guy tries to pull a gun on him and, and Jeff guns him down. But, like, that's not how you assassinate someone, right? You don't need to tell them that you're there to kill them. You just kill them.
1: It's funny go, it's funny like um you know when when you go back in film history and then you can spot that people watched this film and said yeah that's great but you probably wouldn't kill somebody like that and th- it evolves and evolves and eventually you get a character like uh, Tom Cruise in Collateral you know
0: Yeah there's it's not so much about being cool in the moment it's like yeah try to effectively try to effectively do your job but here's the thing this is all about Jeff being cool mm He's cool as hell. Like every time he leaves his house, he puts his hat on and checks that the brim is perfectly, like yes. perfectly straight on his head. That and whenever cool I wear my hat, i fr- I,
1: fr- like. I forget to do that. Walk down the street, I'll go into the baker or something. That your man will tell me, "Hey man, the the brim's a bit crooked there. I look like a fool in my neighborhood." All right, right Be- crooked brim. Yeah, that's what they call me. <laughs> the the children jeered at me.
0: Yeah, I'm not the borough. So after Jeff has killed this uh, this guy who's like a nightclub owner he seems to be Hmm. he's spotted by the singer uh who works in the nightclub
1: yes who pounds keys also she
0: does pound keys
1: for one shot for one second and then the rest of the time she's just moving her head (laughs) she
0: seems like she seemed very good yeah she's a, a talented singer musician
1: a bizarrely nice apartment yeah uh
0: and then so after that jeff gets arrested he gets taken to the station and then we see him getting put through his paces and uh, being questioned by the uh, police commissioner. Super long scene. Which
1: part? That Everything in the police station. I was surprised by how long it went on for. Not in, not in a bad way or anything. I was just like, it's just, you know. It's I thought com- that was great. I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed all of that. Yeah, no, totally. But I'm, what I'm saying is it's the sort of sequence that would typically last five minutes at most. nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But this was like a huge part of the film is like it's all about whether or not he could outsmart the police and get away with the crime.
1: Yeah, totally. Plot is well it, it it's like I've spoken before about um in Seven Samurai where before the climactic battle that you see a map of the village and they walk you through it just so you're cl- cl- key on everything that's going on and I feel like this is very much that is like walking you through how you would get away with the crime.
0: Well, this one worked quite well because we saw Jeff saying up everything and kind of we just had to take it on faith and then we see his alibi coming into play and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he went to see his girlfriend, he walked. He made sure to like walk out at exactly the same time as the next guy was coming in. Mm. What's 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 her deal? Is she just she's she, seeing is, seeing a couple of suitors?
1: She, yeah, she's like a way hotter version of that lady who um, Gene Hackman unfortunately has sex with in the conversation. She's like a kept lady. mm. So she's not a prostitute? No, like a kept lady. Okay. But she's almost a prostitute. The well, cop says that, doesn't he? He says you're a just trying to get her
0: eyes out of her. Yeah. And she's not having it. She's like, I don't get out of bed for less than ten thousand francs. Where where are we? What's next?
1: You know, the alibi works in the police station. Uh, but it only uh, in the end it only works because uh what's her chops? Um, Valerie helps him out. She lies for some reason,
0: mm. so and then she- Jeff decides, like, ah, you must have been lying because your employer told you to lie.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He want he wants to know why because then he goes.
0: That's quick. He goes home with Valerie, and then she has for some reason has changed into extremely comfortable clothing. Yes, she puts. She's got like a robe on. Yes. And he goes over and like touches her head and stuff. Yeah, you you feel like something's gonna, some shenanigans are
1: gonna. Yeah, go yeah there might be done. some sexy shenanigans on the horizon, but, but they're no, not. They're not. No. And then he goes to collect his paycheck, and wouldn't you know it, his employer tries to kill him. I hate when that happens. Fuck yeah, it's not good. This is why I only work in on Zoom.
0: The thing that's good about that is that we weren't shown any of this stuff earlier, so we didn't see any of the setup or anything, but. Yeah, when you see Jeff, when you see this uh, this other hitman try to kill Jeff, you, you understand what's going on. Like it all makes sense. Yeah, of of what came
1: previously. Unpack that a little bit. There, what do you mean?
0: So, like, what I mean is, in a in another film, we might have seen more of the contract, etc., etc., at the start, but that's only revealed at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Like, we don't find out anything about the contract until then, where we're like, oh, okay, these are the guys who set it up, and then you get some notion of, of what's going on. I just mean it's like it's revealed... In a, no, 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 I get you, like I get a you. mystery, rather than... Because it could be revealed, it could be set up in a, like, you know, like, we've got a problem, let's call in the hitman, who should we get? Let's get the samurai, he's the best.
1: So then, what does he do after he gets shot at? Does he, um this is when he goes and oh yeah his room gets bugged by the cops and
0: then well with with uh, you know i mean it's 1967 i'm impressed that they had bugs but like i love that they put like a massive fuck the bug is like a huge radio receiver
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and then and then they switch it out and put like a tiny little one The, the the cutest little bug it looks amazing it does All yeah this like analog technology is so cool
1: i love that in movies yeah like like the sort of thing that people you know make, like tape recorder back in the day people were like Ooh, this is so sleek like fucking you know macaulay culkin with his talk boy in home alone or whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> that whole thing of them like that that bugging process seems fairly pointless yeah, really because he never mean, talks. <laughs> he <laughs> one yeah, first of all, he doesn't talk. He's got a bird, and then apparently like, he realizes that he realizes that someone's been in his apartment because his bird got upset, and it like, it, it, it ruffled yeah. its feathers. It literally some ruffled its feathers, his feathers. Yeah, yeah. And some feathers had dropped off, so he's like, oh, well, someone's obviously been in here. Yeah, yeah. So he finds the bug and is like, I'm going to smash that to bits. And then some guy breaks into, he gets ambushed in his house. Yeah, by, uh, the other hitman, the guy who tried to kill him, uh, shot yeah,
1: him in the arm. That's right. But then, um yeah, he says, "We'll give you double money to do another hit." Wh- who do you think the other hit would have been for?
0: I don't know. There's no. I th- uh, my assumption was that it was going to be the singer, the lady in the in the club, and that is who he tries to. Well, that's who he goes towards at the end of the film. But that's the only other character who made sense. Unless it was going to be someone, like, external that we hadn't heard of, and that would have been pointless, so.
1: Yeah, but then, you see, the thing is, where he goes to, so he he overpowers the guy and gets him to tell him who his employer is. This guy called uh, Oliver Ray. Oliver um, Ray. uh, Olivia Ray, sorry. And then when he goes to track that guy down, he is in Valerie's apartment. So is that actually his apartment, not Valerie's? And Valerie's I, is I only bit got of fluff. that fluff.
0: I only got that from reading the plot synopsis because I didn't put that together at all. Oh, that okay. Valerie lives with the big bad boss man, Olivier Ray.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one note I made earlier in the film is like, the apartment's incredible. There's a fucking art gallery yeah. in it. Um, and I was like, really for a piano player? But yeah. it a crime, api-
0: Yeah, crime pays.
1: Exactly. That's uh, Olivia Ray's bit of fluff is Valerie right there.
0: Respect. Do you think that's why she's risen to the top and made it? You know, is that why she's fronting this club or is it her skills, her skill set?
1: Well, I mean, she's excellent at piano also.
0: She does play a mean piany.
1: Yes. um, But I don't know, like with many, like with, you know, very Hemingway-esque, the sort of details you get in this film, you know, you just, as much of it as possible, you're left to work out for yourself, really.
0: I want to watch a film just about her playing the piano.
1: um, Yeah, I actually arranged that for myself. I just cut out the scenes and (laughs) looped them. Uh, for Fair about play. two two hours, 20 minutes. That's a good one. And then I made some of the sequences flashbacks by making them black and white, like in American History X. There's, that's good too. I,
0: the, the one thing that was quite impressive of, of all this is uh, Jeff going on the Metro and outsmarting the cops. He's getting sort of followed.
1: That was a great sequence, I thought. I loved all that stuff. Yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. very
0: reminiscent of things that would come later. Like you talked about earlier, all these th- films that were inspired, it felt very...
1: Yeah, that was my note on that bit. I was like, is this the earliest sequ- uh, sequence of somebody trying to lose someone on the Metro? Because it's, it's
0: like, it's... First that comes to mind that I've seen, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I can't think of anything earlier than that. And it's now, it's like, impri- it's a part of film grammar now, that sequence, you know? That's you can just like you could put that as one line in a script and people would know exactly what to expect from it.
0: Yeah, it does a French connection on the Metro.
1: The world well, Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the the, the very famous one. As a, I think that like basically William Friedkin has said that uh, th- like he, he like he wanted he he basically wanted to insert the character this like said the car chase from Bullet into something like Samurai. So there, there you have it. That's exactly what he did. I must rewatch that again. I mean, I rewatch it every year, so I'll, I'll be talking about it again soon no doubt.
0: So Jeff arrives at the club after he loses the police and he goes in, puts on his his gloves and then walks up to Valerie sitting at the piano. Pulls out his gun and she looks at him and goes like she doesn't look particularly scared. She's just kind of like, "Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this?"
1: Yeah but he's not doing it Uh uh-huh he's
0: not really doing but he gets shot he gets shot to bits by a bunch of policemen who've been waiting for him and then when they inspect because i i at that point i was like he wasn't really going to kill her was he that seems out of character for him a little bit but then they revealed that there were no bullets in his gun
1: yeah yeah i mean you you knew he was going to die from the first moment of the movie right
0: yeah, he makes a he makes a comment to his uh, lady friend of saying, like, I'm, I'll am take care of everything, <laughs> which because she was like under suspicion for there was a concern about her fake alibi and she was going to get in shit. And I yeah, the sense I got when he said, I'll take care of it was like, I'm going to take all of the blame and probably die and you'll be OK.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I mean, iconic for a reason. Uh, very good would you prefer this to uh, any of the films it inspired or vice versa what's your favourite of this ilk probably Drive yeah yeah, that's a good show me too probably that's
0: largely because of the music and the imagery
1: well it's everything I mean it's the best film he ever made I think
0: yeah but I really enjoyed this I saw some I mean obviously it's highly respected but the, the criticism I saw of it was it was style over substance but I don't mind give me style
1: yeah, I don't mind style over substance if the, fi- like, and plus, I I don't quite, there's something about this that, like, let's say, how would I put it? There's something about the gnarliness of the French streets and the settings that, I, I, I don't know, it, like, you could, ne- right, something like, again, yeah, The French Connection is a very stylish film. You could never accuse it for that just because it's so grounded also. I think this is very grounded. I th- particularly mm. how could you accuse it of being style over substance when there's a fucking 25 minute sequence r- 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 uh, sifting through an alibi in a police station that's not style over substance that's like michael mann levels of detail really mm. um so no I, d- I don't think that holds water at all actually something like uh, anton corbin's the american that's definitely style over substance but it's great style i yeah, like that film. i
0: liked it i really enjoyed that
1: yeah yeah but um just
0: Clooney running around small italian towns
1: yeah and it's just like you know no dialogue just beautiful shots it's it's incredible but i th- i don't think you could say the same of this um it's sparse on the details for sure but that's there's a there's a reason behind that you know
0: well i've only got one cast member to tell you about and that's old alan delon alan fabien maurice marcel delon go for it born in uh, in 1935 a sex symbol of the 1960s 70s and 80s the only film of his i tried to at some point very early on i think i put up purple noon plein soleil the talented mr R- the first talented mr ripley yes you did i remember that. but
1: did he play tom ripley in that
0: he did yeah i hmm. don't know how they covered that i guess i mean obviously it's all in french but the characters are like american and <laughs> i don't know i don't know how that worked out i guess he just spoke french Alan Delon served uh, as a, a fusilier marine in the French Navy during the First Indochina War, 1953 Fair to 1954. Play. He was a real dude. He was a real dude. He uh, got a bunch of uh, film roles in the 1960s in France and then went off to the USA. Uh, he learned English and uh, acted and spoke English and a bunch of stuff. But again, I've seen almost nothing that he was in.
1: Do you know I'm looking at a picture of him today? Not exactly today, but like last year. And uh, goddamn, guy still looks good.
0: He's all right. He's all right. I mean, he looked very good in uh, the Samurai.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, have it, like, what are some other famous roles of his th- uh, that I might have seen?
0: I think you've mentioned most of them. The other Jean-Pierre Melville film, the what's it called, the
1: Red Circle? Oh yeah, the Red. He's in the Red Circle, is he?
0: Uh, he was uh, allegedly was going to be cast in uh, Lawrence of Arabia, but as... the role went to Peter O'Toole.
1: Oh, okay. As Lawrence. Nice. You got any? Uh, you got any weird things about him being secretly gay or or committing <laughs> seppuku or yeah, anything it, like that?
0: Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. He's he was involved in something called the Markovich affair. Uh,
1: this this rings a bell. Actually, go on.
0: He had this uh, bodyguard, a friend and bodyguard called Stephen Markovitch, who was found murdered in a rubbish dump near Paris in
1: 1969. Oh, it, it was I, a
0: huge th- scandal about sex parties. This is, yeah, uh, yeah
1: so it's this is like a distant cousin, a kind of PizzaGate or something like that. Is that the way people talk about this, but it's real.
0: Yeah, there was like allegedly there were photos of the the president George Pompidou, who I think wasn't even he was future president at the time. Yeah. And apparently there was, and there was involved like a Corsican crime boss, Francois Marcantoni. Okay. So there's like a, yeah, so there you go. Ongoing theme today. Yeah, there's your link to the other film. So yeah, it was just like a bit, there was, uh, and there there was this quote about Alain Delon uh, when he was questioned about the death of Markovic. One reporter said, people once more don't say it straight to your face, but they suggest very, very strongly that you have homosexual
1: tastes. I know this answer. This is where he says, uh, if you if you like your goat or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah, you like yeah, your yeah.
0: goat, make love with your goat. But the only <laughs> matter
1: is to love. <laughs> That's the most... Is that the most French thing that anybody's ever said? I, like, can't good, that, I can't believe that... can't believe
0: that the uh, reporter didn't just turn around and be like, goat fucker. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. This guy fucks a goat. But I mean... Hey, uh, this guy, I don't know why Alan Delon's going fucking goats, because he was, as you mentioned, married to the most beautiful lady in the world. used well, to the a, Rolling he was, Stones, I he believe. Was all over.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romy Schneider and Natalie Delon, he was with. And I mean, he's got, he's one of those guys. He's got like a million. There's so many names in his, in his, uh, in little his little black book. Life. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, more recently, he expressed his, <laughs> he expressed his support for the French far right party, the uh, National Front. All right. Fair play. He's, a, he's gone that way. Although, bizarrely, last year he was invited by uh, Vladimir Zelensky to travel to Ukraine. Did he go? I don't know if he went. I think they just did like a Zoom interview, but he did interview him.
1: That, man, it, 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 like Zelensky, I mean, he was in the entertainment world first. I mean, the, like if he wanted to be advantageous of his position right now, he could invite anybody out there and they'd kind of have to come. It'd look bad if they didn't.
0: Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's an interview online of, of them talking.
1: Dillon and Zelensky. Yeah, wow, Alan
0: Dillon, Vladimir Zelensky. But yeah, they weren't in the same room. They just did it online. I was pretty sure that Alan Dillon was like a Russia supporter, but apparently not.
1: That would be the far right leaning on that sort of thing. Maybe he's been watching those Oliver Stone documentaries. Who knows? Like my uncle-in-law,
0: he's almost dead. Alan Dillon, In fairness,
1: yeah, he should be allowed. He should be allowed to do oh, no, totally. whatever
0: mad old thing he wants.
1: You can cash in your far right chips when you're 88 for sure
0: i'll be oh, 88 is that's a that's a particularly bad age 87 oh, is okay by 88 that's when you start having problems
1: 88 is where i'm gonna like found my party to cancel the country of andorra like that's that's gonna be the day i'll march i'll march at them i'll die marching towards uh, andorra with a big flag of my own design um in the pyrenees i'll freeze to death trying to bring an end to that shitty shitty country fair play Will you follow this up with uh, any more um, Jean-Pierre Melville films, do you think?
0: I'm going to try and watch Army of Shadows for next week. Sweet. yeah. And you yeah. can watch Bob Flambeur and we can compare.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have Bob Flambeur ready to go. I was, I was going to watch it this morning, but I watched something else instead, which I kind of regret. But, uh, yeah. Have we got anything else to say about this other than a big no. fan recommend? I would recommend this to people.
0: Absolutely. I think it doesn't feel like it's from 1967.
1: Certainly not, no feels like, like a a nice American movie from the seventies, I would say, and it's the kind of poetic realism that informed almost all of the films of Jack Odiard, I would say, Segway, mm. yeah, 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 but I mean yeah like this very much is Jack Odiard's sort of bag, isn't it?
0: I think what Jack Odiard's really good at. Is blending music and frenetic camera work, like handheld camera work. Mm. I think the, the the I think one of the reasons I really like his films is just because some of the music choices. I'm like, that's such a good choice. I, I think would... he really marries images with 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 songs very
1: well. So you what are, you've you've only seen the the three that we've watched for this podcast, correct? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so I have seen. I've seen everything he's made since uh, the beat that my heart skipped, which is probably my favorite of his films. Is that still. like
0: two thousand and five? Five,
1: yeah, yeah. I mm. strongly, strongly recommend you check that out. I think you would really like it. I think it's the best thing he's done um, that I've seen, anyway. Um, but yeah, I would probably say having just watched, uh, just rewatched a prophet for the first time since it came out that this would be a close second for me a very close second maybe a joint first i thought this was just fucking outstanding from start to finish it's so electric i bet rappers love this movie
0: it does have real i was uh watching i was thinking like it's got kind of scarface vibes oh because it was my was my first time watching it i was kind of trying to decide is he going to have that scarface fall is it just going to be
1: rise and rise and rise or is it
0: going to be rise and fall
1: well it is it's rise and rise and rise i think that's what that's one of the things he's he's so brilliant at um but like no okay so he kind of he quite likes a sort of ai don't know know—a sort of, like he he likes a very tight either redemption kind of a, a a certain type of arc where people you know find almost like a hero's journey his his films all the all that we've seen anyway but they're always like inward struggles and this one is like the like it's a definitive inward struggle because he's inside you know i mean he's in prison the whole time so where to begin there's a young man called malik yeah there is a young man called malik so this is uh to jack odier i think it's fair to say despite the fact that it's not like okay he won the Pam door for um for d but i'd say this is the film he's probably best known for
0: yeah this is the film that broke through it's definitely the film where i first heard of him but I can't remember why I didn't watch this. I think it was probably the runtime. Hmm. When I saw there was two and a half hours, I was like two and a half hour crime film. I feel like this is going to be hard work, and I just put it off. I think I owned this on Blu-ray at one point, and still never watched it.
1: You know what? I mean, you're not wrong because it is hard work. Like it's kind of a. I don't think
0: it is, though. I think it's. I think it flies by.
1: Well, I would like. I would at say that too, a but viewing. I suppose this isn't. Is it? No, no, no. But this that wouldn't be the hard work to which I'm referring to. It's like. You've got because to. It's well, no, it's you just got to get to grips. Like, there's a lot of plotting to get to grips with. Like, I won't be able to explain all the plot here.
0: No, I mean we can put we go broad brushstrokes on this one.
1: No, no, we'll have to. Well, ha- but like, I mean that. I mean, hard work is def- probably the wrong way to put it. I, I suppose, like, you got to invest. You can't. Like, it's like the wire. You yeah, can't be yeah. looking away for this. Um, like it's. Well,
0: lo- luckily because it's in French, we're watching it with subtitles.
1: Yeah, so you like you know exactly who's who who's who and what's happening etc but i mean
0: i still couldn't name some of the characters though no though certainly not names
1: i can name two characters three maybe yeah three i can name a uh, um cesar and uh of course malik but anyway yeah so this is a prison movie First of all, before we like get into plot, I would like to say, and obviously Andy is agreeing with me here. Every, like everybody should watch this immediately. This is yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah, is yeah. just a, a, an absolute cracker of a film. Um, you won't regret it. Just put the time aside to watch it all together because it is long, but it's a real journey film. I I feel, um, like his arc is beautiful. Um, the performance kind, like uh, Ta- Tahar Rahim's performance around which the movie is centered, just kind of. I don't know. It's got. Uh, it, I don't know what it reminded me of. It, it's just, it's got a beautiful electricity to uh, to it. To the point that, like, th- by that point of the film where he makes, I think, his second or third uh, day trip out, and he flies on a plane and he's at the beach. It's just like, it's. I don't know. It's really really beautiful cinematography, but also yeah. his his performance from the way he starts. Like he starts the film basically as a way for lawyers to make money. Um, he's just like he he goes to prison for attacking a police officer something he claims he didn't do, so you kind of could get the idea that he's been framed up for something and oh, he
0: supposed to be at the, he's supposed to be nineteen at the start, and I think the actor's like twenty eight or something he's a, a hard nineteen
1: yeah, that's fair he looks you know who he looks exactly like who? Johnny from the wire does he I think he looks
0: less ugly than him Leo fitzpatrick.
1: Yeah, uh, is that who that is? Yeah, Bob's mate. Yeah, Bob's mate
0: who dies of the overdose. Spoilers for the wire. No, he's
1: mo- he's more handsome than him, but I mean, I do I do think he looks like a lot like him. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Leo Fitzpatrick recently. He's got like a
0: massive beard.
1: I have not seen him. Is he still acting? Even
0: probably.
1: Yeah, I'd say you can get a bit of a, a, yeah, or or probably doing a podcast about the wire or something like that. Anyway, yeah, the, like the opening scene, basically, he Malik has to sign something for a lawyer. He's clearly clueless in the world. He doesn't know anything about anything. He doesn't have any parents. He's. He can't read or write. He's the lowest thing on the pecking order that there is in society. He's just been basically, like, he has to sign the thing so the lawyer can get paid. He is, like, even though, and as he insists, he hasn't done the crime. So, yeah, literally starts out definitively the lowest thing on a pecking order that there is. And he goes into prison. And, yeah, it's the story of him going into prison and basically coming out sort of on top of the world and how uh, it happens for him.
0: Not only educating himself in terms of, like, learning how to read and write, but educating himself in crime
1: but yeah i mean he learns crime along the way he learns corsican along the way which is a mad thing to do uh yeah they have one of those i always call it a 13th warrior moment but apparently like you know the well, 13th warrior so like, is, the, is not the definitive everything you're saying yeah. yeah exactly have you do you remember the john mctiernan film the, the 13th warrior
0: i'm gonna say i know the name i'm gonna shock you and say i have not watched john mctiernan's best film the 13th warrior
1: I don't want to watch it again because I've got such a... I, I remember really, really enjoying it when I went to see it with my friend uh, Rory Power. And, um, I yeah, Antonio Antonio Banderas in the lead as like a, uh, an Arab who fights with Vikings to defeat these men who wear fucking... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember quite enjoying it. But anyway, yeah, when he hit Malik, so he learns Corsican along the way, as well as French, presumably. Corsican
0: is like barely a language. Just from listening to what people are saying, it's like a mix of all the other... Yeah, it's, it's you can hear elements of like like Latin-based languages and then a bit of French all mixed in. But it's like, it's not like it's Chinese or something. It's not that different. It's, it, it isn't different enough for people to have no idea what the other one is, is saying. Hmm. Which is which is the funny part to me. Like, if you speak any, like, Latin-based language, you can more or less figure out what they're saying.
1: Okay. Well, so Malik isn't the super genius he, he sold to us as... No, me. no, I think it's fine. I, d- yeah. I think
0: what's funnier is them, like, speaking Corsican and thinking that no one else would have any clue what they're <laughs> saying. As though it's, like, some secret code word. You're like, it's basically Italian.
1: Before watching this film, did you know that Corsican mobsters were a big deal?
0: I, I knew that Corsicans... Uh, I knew that Corsicans have a reputation of being full of themselves and looking down on other. I mean, they're 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 island people, so yeah. Like same same as the UK. I don't know if Ireland is as bad for this, but obviously, like the UK is very bad for thinking that we're better than other people because. And I think it's I think it's like an it is like an island.
1: Uh, yeah, Ireland it's has a, that as a well. But symptom we... of
0: island of of island societies.
1: Ireland has that as well but we wrap it up in um kind of uh, self-deprecation but yeah, really we do guilt. think we're, we're we, we do think we're absolutely better than everybody.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's just island stuff because you don't have to you don't have to mix, you don't share borders on the same landmass so you're kind of like all right, we're we're our own thing, we're special. And Corsica has that vibe of their they think they're like they think they're great. But there's it's a small it's
1: such a small island. Well, so apparently they have they have a, a big push in um, like a, in a lot of different places. Actually, They're in 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 France and Italy and um, uh, Russia also. Apparently, yeah, that little island. Imagine that. Anyway, yeah. So this fellow Malik, he goes into prison and kind of gets in with the Corsican mafia because they ask him to kill a fella, a fella called Rayab, um who's going to be a witness at a trial. Ryab, before. uh, Ryab, though, gives um, Malik reason to kill him because he asks him to suck his dick in exchange for. uh, Wow.
0: I think that was just a business deal. He said, if you want some hashish, you want some hash, you're going to have to do a little suck suck. And Malik (laughs) said no.
1: Yeah, he said no, but then. He said, I'm going to do some stab stab. Yeah, he changed his mind because the Corsicans say, hey, you have to do this or we'll kill you. So he says, all right, I'm going to suck your dick for some hash. And then he goes next door to the room. And in a a fairly brutal um, murder scene, uh, he murders him with a little razor that he hides in his mouth. It's pretty fucked up, that scene, isn't it? That whole
0: having a razor blade hidden in your mouth looks horrible. It just looks like such a bad system. He's spitting blood the entire time
1: because he's having a razor blade in his mouth. I would like to also talk as well, like... At this point in the film, like they must have shot this in sequence, because Tahir Rahim at the start, the way he's perform is like he's scared. He's mm-hmm. you know he's like he's like a ferret or something. Like I mean, he's just so frail, and you know the, a stiff breeze could knock him over. Basically, um, and you know he's just at the be and he you know obviously the Corsicans are racist towards him. I don't know why I said obviously there, but I mean they are.
0: They are. I mean in the film the Corsicans are like their are their Their racism is. <laughs> And that's what is comes the le- back is like, almost the least of their problems. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cesar really is just he should have kept his racism under wraps and maybe not said to his Arab uh the guy the Arab guy who worked for him like all Arabs are basically dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he, he probably w- yeah. should have kept that quiet. This old fella, uh César, um played by uh what is Chops played by Niels Aristrup. Niels Aristrup. um he runs the prison. Another brilliant performance it has to be said.
0: The French uh Brendan Gleason. Yes.
1: That's fair. <laughs> the Corsicans have a setup sort of similar to um Henry Hill and his boys in uh Goodfellas but shittier and yeah. uh, not as nice. But still like still pretty good. They yeah, get yeah. porno
0: DVDs. Indeed, like yeah,
1: that. yeah. Uh, so Malik kind of becomes their servant, I suppose. Um and they they treat him pretty Manservant. badly. He does some <laughs> he, <their>
0: b- <laughs> what's the best terminology for this? He works for them. He makes the coffee. I gotta get the papers, get the papers.
1: Indeed, yeah. So he does. He makes the cold, horrible looking coffee that they all drink.
0: Hey, listen, I've had much worse. Have you? Than that. I'm probably drinking, they're drinking better coffee than I am now. Really? I swear, yeah. Coffee in Montenegro, not good, no? Well, I'm just drinking like the kind of granulated crap from a jar. It's my fault. I'm not blaming the system. It's okay. the system keeping me down. I'm just saying, I bet those boys in a French prison. <laughs> the prison's supposed to be just outside Paris somewhere, I believe. Don't know. I
1: don't know if it's a real prison or not. They get nice-looking b- bread every day, actually. They get understand.
0: all baguettes. They let them bring in baguettes. That's mad. That's
1: I'm, like a, a weapon. It's inhumane not to give prisoners baguettes. Imagine
0: if they let that baguette go stale. could beat someone to death. You, could, you
1: could shiv someone Joust, with it. yeah.
0: <laughs> death by baguette.
1: Anyway... Once he kind of picks up on the Corsican dialect, then uh, Cesar kind of uses him as his eyes and ears around the place. Um, so he can spy on all the other Corsicans who are bad boys anyway. Also, Malik starts uh, working with uh, this gypsy fella who looks like the real deal, quite frankly. Jordi <laughs> the Gypsy. Yeah, yeah. They set up a business selling um, hashish in the prison. They have a way to get it in and out uh, when... Malik works in the prison kitchen, and it gets delivered via there. So they set up this little business, and eventually then he, Mal, uh, Malik is in long enough and with good enough behavior to get granted day trips, day and really he makes s- money. 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also gets a, a hooker into the prison, um, and, uh, which is quite she funny. She
0: doesn't look that happy to be there. No,
1: she does not. She doesn't not. look like she's having a great time. No, it's not a, not a great day in her life. Servicing Maybe she- a prisoner maybe that was her bottom maybe she she bottomed out after that and got help reconnected with her family let's hope so anyway yeah so the, uh, inside also he meets this uh, fr- a friend of his called uh, Riot who teaches him how to read and write and stuff and they become quite close um but Riot is sick he's got testicular cancer <laughs> but he's already got a wife and a kid on the on the outside anyway then yeah this is where the plot is difficult to explain but it's very easy to follow good news for anybody listening yeah 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 he m- conducts more and more business on the outside
0: one of the Corsicans gets kidnapped, and basically Malik has to go and get him back. That's like his first bit of business that he does outside the prison is going and getting that Corsican guy back. Yes, that's right. And then right. later on, he goes down to he gets sent down to Marseille to speak to this uh, this mafia guy, this Arab mafia guy called Brahim Latrash.
1: La There's a couple of things happening in the background as well. First of all, he's they're getting, getting
0: problems with their own drug business yes
1: that's right so they set up a uh, kind of a drug uh, caravan going from Marbella up to I don't know France somewhere uh, Mm -hmm. where they sell like loads of hashish but there's another guy Latik the Egyptian who keeps fucking with them so they basically they kidnapped the guy's mother and put a noose around her neck and show a picture to the guy in prison who's receiving hashish off this Latik fella and use that as a way to kind of calm the situation eventually though eventually malik will like reach out to the guy and say look we'll just we'll we'll share it but that Let's won't all be, be friends yeah yeah but that won't be the end he says he'll sort it out eventually his own way uh, in the meantime though Cesar is not too thrilled about his hashish business he sticks a spoon in his eye it's pretty grim but the whole time he's seeing hallucinations of Ryab, the guy he killed at the start it's weird i don't get this f- i love
0: that i think that's one of the best parts mm. he's haunted by his first kill because yeah. he killed a guy who was not bad he was like a witness yeah some other crime that's what that's why he was uh that's why he was tasked with merging him but the first realization my favorite part of that is just where malik is lying in bed and mm. you see that like rayib is like lying and has his arm around him yeah it's just really disturbing you know that he just lives with this ghost the entire time and he he talks to him and like, Rabe, at one point, is smoking and the smoke is coming out of the cuts of his, his neck. Yeah, 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 where he sliced his neck, like, I mean.
1: He's able to predict what uh, people are doing. and that, So then, when he goes out and meets this other... So he reaches out to this um, Muslim gangster on behalf of Cesar to say, hey, let's cut out the Italians. And, like, that's the sequence that I was referring to where he flies in a plane for the first time and he's at a beach. There's a wonderful scene.
0: Two of those moments, my favourites are... The first time he steps outside the prison for his, like, day release, and yeah. then the fir- when he's saying on the plane, when he's flying for the first time, it's the same music cue, I think, both yeah. times, or very similar music cues, but, it like, they both, like, I was very close to tears for both of them, because it's so powerful of just, yeah. especially seeing Absolutely. him on a plane, where he mm. just has, like, he's got no clue what the fuck is going on, and he- you see someone just looking at the window, seeing that they're in the air, and you realize like, wow, yeah. it would be amazing and the, to fly like as an adult for the first time.
1: There's a, a kind of a wonderful moment then when he gets back to the prison that's like, it's the strangest sort of call to action moment you'd see in a film, but it's basically where he's getting dressed to go back into the prison, and he pours sand out of his shoe. Mm. And it's kind of, I feel like the gears sort of start moving, and he sort of decides he's going to take this shit over or something like that. I mean, it's already he's already moving and shaking a little bit, but the, like that, I th- I feel like that's the moment where he kind of goes right, fuck this shit, because Caesar is a horrible man. Essentially,
0: the whole prophet thing seems like it wasn't worked out well enough. What do you mean? So the re, I mean, the title of the film seemingly yeah. comes from that moment where he's visiting that guy Brahim Latrash. Yeah, and your man calls him a prophet. He looks out the, he looks at the window and he sees a sign about deer. Mm. And he says like, "Oh, deer are coming! Like there are animals." Mm. And then but he's he's had a dream about
1: are. that already, hasn't, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah,
0: supposedly. I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. There's a dr- uh, but it's at nighttime, and there's a deer uh, mm. running down a road. Mm. And he yeah, says, yeah yeah, "Yeah, yeah." Animal Crossing. They hit a deer, then they go. But they, still,
0: it just it just doesn't feel like because immediately the guy turns around and is like, "You're a prophet." He's like, "What? I saw a deer running sign, and then some deer came." What's funny but is like then three
1: seconds later. The gangsters follow him, follow the deer into the woods and shoot them and, yeah, and cu- like cut off the deer and eat it.
0: Automatic rifles, you see, like.
1: <laughs> In the meantime, as well, he's growing more into his identity as uh, as an Arab and uh, getting like he's connecting with the Muslims. And he donates money to a mosque to sort of get in better than them because those are like the the only other rival faction to the Corsicans in the prison, and they're not high on the pecking order at all. But they're growing. But as they grow in number, they get higher on the pecking order. Cesar is kind of you know he's uh, yesterday's news, and he's not sort of he's not happy about it. Uh, the last thing that Cesar asks for him to do is to go out and do a hit on this italian mob boss it's a a incredible sequence that actually Mm. because they're in the middle of paris and you do actually get the feel of jesus christ like this is in public you you know what i mean it almost has like it's like a
0: like a busy upmarket street
1: yeah like you, uh, and they're following this car. They get out. Uh, um, Malik just goes up to the car, just starts, just starts shooting, basically. Then he, he uses the guy as a human shield in the back seat, and then leaves with this other Italian fella. I don't know exactly why, but because of these actions, everything goes to shit in the prison. But he, because he comes back late, he comes back the next day because he was supposed to kill that
0: boss. Jack, uh, he was supposed to kill the Don, but instead they leave him alive and tell him that
1: Cesar ordered the hit. Is that what it is? Yeah.
0: It's, okay. Yeah, I agree it's not 100% clear.
1: Okay. Well, no, no, I mean, it doesn't really matter because...
0: No, no, because you're like, yeah, that's... The effect Corsican is all problem. that matters. You, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. And then, yeah, he gets put in solitary for a month, uh, at which time, at point, everything in the prison goes to shit. Loads of people get uh, knifed and, uh, and killed and shit. Yeah. And
0: Corsicans get done in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And by the time he gets out of the hole, Malik hangs over with the Muslims and uh, Cesar is all on his lonesome and he's like gesturing to him. Hey, come over to me. And it's it's almost sad. It's sad for Malik is, 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 is actually in a way. Malik is sad in that moment, I feel.
0: Yeah, it's um, sad because you're like, oh, old French Brendan Gleason is is on his own. <laughs> and yeah, I yeah. Mean, he, he made his bed.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. And two it's absolute like two absolute units of uh, Arabs go over and punch him in the belly and he falls yeah. on the ground in his nice coat. And
0: because he has to hobble back over to his little bench. Yeah, he's done. I mean, that at some point in the film, there's a change in French law. So all the Corsicans... Yeah, they get moved. Have to get moved. They get moved to prisons closer to Corsica or in Corsica, because I guess the French government was like, either, oh, it's cruel that they're so far from home, or else we don't want to fucking deal with these. <laughs> yeah, people. yeah, totally. Let's get put them closer to where they're from. So yeah, him, he, he was getting isolated anyway. Yeah, he's also getting older.
1: Indeed, just a yeah, tough yeah. Time
0: there was there's new guys coming through the system.
1: And by that, so then Malik is in with the Muslim guys, and then it's his last. He gets out of the prison. The, uh meets uh, his friend Riyab's, who's now dead. Yeah, his his yeah. Uh, Riyad. Riyad. Name,
0: his name is. He died.
1: Yeah, his his wife and kid. Um, whose uh, his wife is pretty. I'll make that comment. She's a pretty wife. Um, I feel like she's gonna be Malik's wife pretty soon. Uh, that's the. I think that's how that works. Yeah, He yeah, said yeah. he
0: would take care of her. He's yeah. gonna take take care. care. Of
1: her. Nice, nice. And uh, then it, just as they're walking away from the prison because he wants to walk for a little bit, uh, then you just basically see a bunch of SUVs pull up behind him because he's, you know, he's top G all of a sudden. He's Andrew Tate. He's Tony Montana. He's made it. The is end.
0: that a good ending? Because surely he's going to get murdered. I, but this is probably the best that he can hope for, really, isn't it? He's got respect. He's got power. Like, but if he's in that position, he's probably going to die a horrible, violent death, I imagine.
1: Without a doubt with a with, there's no quite like um it crime doesn't crime actually d- crime really does not pay if you're that kind of uh, criminal if you're that kind of criminal yeah, yeah because yeah, it's just constantly
0: be- going head to head with people who you have to challenge them and they are thinking they could take you and take what you have
1: yeah turf wars and all that stuff it just doesn't it doesn't go well for people who choose that life <laughs> this a warning to you kids like it is a good ending but i mean the thing is it's not quite like this is why, like, rappers, like I said, rappers most love this, b- because it does have elements of that Tony Montana sort of thing. But, I mean, I think if you just watch it alone for, like, I don't know, the evolution of the performance throughout, it's such an amazing arc to see in, uh, in that actor, Tamar. Tahar Rahim. Who's, like, he hasn't done much work besides that, but he's just, he's incredible in this film, in my... The only my... other
0: thing I've seen him in was in the, um, the Amazon streaming series, uh, The Looming Tower.
1: Was he in The Looming Tower? Yeah, I liked like that.
0: He was he was Ali Sufan. He was like the second lead after Jeff Daniels. But I, I like I that. didn't think
1: he was particularly
0: good because I remember looking him up at the time and going like, "He's the guy. He's the guy from a uh, Prophet."
1: He's a very good-looking man.
0: I, he, well, he's he's doing very well for himself. He's got a bunch of other things uh, coming up shortly.
1: Yeah, he's going to be in Napoleon. I yeah, saw. yeah,
0: he's in the Ridley Scott Napoleon, and you know, he's, he's been Paul in Barris. things Where I think he's, I think he. Uh, did he quite stood well, out but there are just yeah there's things i haven't seen like i haven't seen the kevin mcdonald film the mauritanian or yeah
1: I, I quite want to see that um that guy's an interesting person the the, the that's the fellow who was in guantanamo for for ages and wrote a book about mm-hmm. it right yeah 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 um and he was like he didn't do anything basically he was just lifted off the street
0: oh and the other his other big role was in the serpent what's the serpent it's a BBC TV series about a guy, uh, Charles Charles who was a French serial killer. Is it who good? Murdered a bunch of people. Actually he's still alive, this guy. Uh yeah, supposedly. I heard it's I heard it's decent. Hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, there's not. Uh, he, he didn't commit supuku or uh, was secretly gay or anything. As a matter of fact, he's got a beautiful wife. So I didn't find much interesting about him or any of the other cast members no, in the film. No, <laughs> yeah, every,
0: everyone is still alive. and uh, it, it tends to be what happens in uh, these Jacques Audiard films. They're like working French actors. Yeah. And they're, you know, like solid character actors. Like the guy who plays Jordy the Gypsy, Reda Kateb. I mean, he's just like, he just looks like...
1: Yeah, he reminded me of that fellow from, um, uh, you know, Beau Travail. That fellow who's just a face, whatever his name is. Ah, Denis Levant.
0: Uh, yeah, Denis Levant.
1: C- yeah, quite a face that fella. But yeah, also Geordie the Gypsy has quite a face in this as well. I do recall the film uh, Odiard followed this up with Rust and Bone. We weren't as we weren't as hot on.
0: I don't know. I like that as a double bill.
1: Rusty Boners.
0: We watched Deepan and Rust and Bone together. I yes. remember the main thing that stands out from Rust and Bone is just how you kind of had no idea where the hell it was going
1: yeah which is uh, yeah yeah no, and like it it shifts locate like it i think it ends in poland or something like that
0: yeah where he's gone he's gone off and doing his fight
1: yeah yeah he's on, he's at a, boxer, a boxer's Europe. camp and yeah uh, marion uh, marion kuryard has no legs gets bitten bitten off by a orca whale
0: like uh, like that lady who got done by the one from blackfish telecom <laughs> the one from blackfish <laughs>
1: and then his other film uh which i've read the book of the book is better but it's still quite good the sisters brothers i might actually reread that book i remember thinking it was excellent the sisters brothers yeah and uh, paris 13th district which i that one's of that have you seen it
0: that's out and about but i think it seems quite episodic rather than like an overarching narrative
1: yeah it seems unusual for him uh, certainly not like the, the his I think it was I,
0: th- I think that was like a covid inspired you know like maybe like a smaller lower budget film i think Uh. it was shot during covid maybe
1: have you any interest in catching up on older parts of his filmography
0: yeah within reason i think read my lips i don't know if like that's probably as far back as i would go 2001 i don't know if i want i mean he he's got a a self-made hero with starring matthew kasovitz that i think was nominated for best screenplay at the Cannes film festival Okay, he's got yeah. stuff. I mean, he also wrote things. He wrote a bunch of stuff back in the 80s.
1: Yeah, she's been working since the 70s.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His first credit Which is in mad.
1: 1974 as a screenwriter. Yeah. That's good.
0: why that's why I mean, of finding out how old he, when, when we when we did the the first two films of his, Deepan and Rust and Bone, just mm. finding out his age and going like, "Oh no."
1: Yeah, 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 totally. Not so old. Yeah, cuz he's only kind of hitting his stride in the last couple yeah. in the last decade or so.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's got, I think he's got some, it's hard, he's 70, he's got some good films ahead of him, hopefully.
1: His next film
0: is called Emilia Perez, and it's set in Mexico, starring Zoe Saldana, Selena Gomez. Maybe it's not a musical, maybe I'm, no it is, it's a comedy crime musical. I can't help but feel a little worried. Yeah, Uh, so I'm a bit
1: trepidatious about that, this sounds as a very New York, New York.
0: I respect him, but... uh,
1: Apparently, he's quite a, like he, like he's a known personality in France.
0: He does look cool as well. Oh, yeah. He does, he's got a bit of a samurai look about him in some of his photos. He's got like gla- sunglasses and a hat. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a, a bald man, so he has to do what he can. I'd fuck him. Well, that's... Uh, he looks a bit like a bald Hugh Jackman.
1: Yeah, he does look a bit like a bald Hugh Jackman. And actually, I found another picture of Alan Delon where he looks like a Hugh Jackman.
0: I think every single human being is some evolution or adaptation of Hugh Jackman.
1: No, no, no. Before we go, just go to Alan DeLon's Wikipedia page and look at him okay. in the leopard. He looks like Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Spit a bit of Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman and his uh, older-than-him wife. Huge jacked man. Huge jacked You've man. you seen
0: his muscles. Yeah.
1: Uh, I have, yes. But also, you know, he's playing Wolverine again and he's not... He's, he's They're going to ha- use a body double because... Because he's, he's basically Jacques Audiard's age. He's more or less been... You You can't exactly say it because of contracts and stuff, but he has heavily indicated that uh, he has to take shitloads of steroids every time he does something like that and it's not good.
0: I thought you had like a heart attack or something at some point.
1: I mean, that could be... Episode. That, that could easily be steroid-related. Um. Yeah. And actually, if anybody wants to go down a rabbit hole like this, I was. Uh, I listened to uh, when the stuff came out about internet personality, the Liver King. I got quite interested in that and just found out that basically everybody who looks good in a movie is on steroids. Anyway, uh, two big fat recommends this year, this week. Uh, you know, a, a nice laconic double bill. I would say I would recommend it to anybody. What about you?
0: I'd recommend both of these films strongly. I just think one the first one for its 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 style and just to see a film that sets up sets things up and pays them off
1: mm. it's
0: and it's short i mean it's fairly short it's yes it is it's 90 minutes 40 or something like that yeah it's like it's a piece of piss to watch and then the other one because i i tr- I, tr- I trust Jacques audiard,
1: yeah yeah totally i, I watch.
0: Them. i'll watch anything he's made i would happily watch any film he's made
1: all right so i guess that's toss time then
0: yeah let's toss i I think it's my turn
1: to toss isn't it okay let's not toss each other off now okay well so before i rejoin my family and go to beatles for babies this afternoon (laughs) um that's which is a real thing um i've got this uh this rather beautiful five cent piece now what are you bringing to Hmm. the table andy
0: well i chose uh this was inspired by going on the true film subreddit which is where you can find the wankiest film opinions on reddit
1: Nice. And
0: there was a discussion about directors who made their best films towards the end of their life. So I chose a film from uh, Taiwanese director Edward Yang. His film Yi Yi.
1: Yes, this has been Trees on my list for an awful one long one. time. Yes, indeed. And, and him and all the other Taiwanese New Wave uh, filmmakers, because I had a look around, uh, they all seem to make films of gargantuan length as a rule. It's
0: 173 <laughs> minutes. I didn't even know that minutes went
1: yeah high. yeah 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 have you but have you seen his, the length of his other film A brighter summer day which is supposed to be his masterpiece no. it's 247 wow well, anyway
0: and that's a mini series
1: indeed it is all right i'm bringing to the table the dar brothers 1999 palm Dor winning film rosetta i
0: was looking at that i was going through a while back just a month or two ago i was going through like all of the films which won the palm Dor. so i read the synopsis to this and i was like this looks like fun
1: this it- looks like a fun time I doubt it is. It's the Darden It brothers. Does not.
0: It <laughs> does not look all time. I, was, I was actually meaning the opposite. Oh, you were being sarcastic. Like a sad old time.
1: Uh, so I have five and a church. Uh,
0: I'll go church. It's Sunday,
1: and it is
0: a five. Yay! Ye ye, be damned! It's like three hours of my life. I just clawed back.
1: Uh, do you want to hear what I was, What uh, it was going to be? I don't what Taiwanese I didn't I was going to watch. I didn't quite have the stones to put down a brighter summer day because I saw the length I was like I can't do that. That's just impossible. So I looked into the Taiwanese um, new wave and apparently it was very directly informed by the by Italian neorealism. So I went straight to the probably the principal film of that. I was going to go Rome Open City, mm. which, I, which I remember watching years ago and enjoying a lot.
0: I'm going to change my name to neorealism.
1: I like it. I approve.
0: Thank you. Well, would you like to know what uh what you've won? Yes, I would. Well, my understanding of is it was it called Rosetta or Rosette?
1: Rosette. Well, I don't know. What, what are you asking One me? Of
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of them Some Belgian shit, is it? Uh, as far as I understand, it, it's quite a horrible uh, tale. Quite a, a tough time involving this young lady. So I chose a film uh, which is equally... I, I've been meaning to watch this for a long time, but I put it off because it looks fucking horrible. So why oh. not force us to watch two horrible things at the same time? I went for Lucas Moodyson's 2002 film, L- Lilia Forever. L- Lilia Forever? Yeah, are you familiar with this?
1: No, spell Lilia.
0: Like L-I-L-Y-A, for, for the number, and then ever.
1: Okay, I have it. Wow. I just, By all accounts, brutal. Good God, what have we put ourselves in for? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing that I've been watching a heap of Disney films, uh, but still, all oh, right. <laughs> God, this is this is. Do you know what this reminds me of? Just the look of the poster. Be- Benny's video. Did you ever watch Benny's video? No, the, the, the Mi- Michael Haniki film. I've, oh oh okay. God, it's so grim. Don't, don't ever watch it. Nobody. That was one to watch of the it. other
0: things I was going for. I was going to go for the. Uh, piano teacher
1: i don't think i could ever watch the piano teacher again <laughs> have you seen the piano teacher
0: i've seen bits of it i haven't seen the whole thing it's I tough think I, it was on tv when i was like at university or something and i watched a bit of it and i was like what the fuck is going on here
1: yeah yeah it's a mental movie actually to be honest it, it, for anybody listening i might watch the piano teacher again in like five or six years it is a very very good film but i mean it's if you've ever seen a Michael Haneke film, it's very I mean, French. It's a French yeah. film. Well, I mean, he's Austrian, isn't he? Haneke. Wow,
0: he's a, he's basically French. He's German, German, have, Austrian.
1: Have you seen many of his films?
0: I've seen the two funny games. Is yes, uh, I think that might be it i might have just seen funny games
1: i've seen Cache and the white ribbon and benny's i've seen too many of them they're tough by as a rule like they're just tough watches
0: funny funny games is
1: one of the scariest films i've ever seen
0: yeah i remember watching the original funny games uh, that was like a sort of another like channel four type thing and i just was watching it going like what's going on how yeah, can yeah. they can re- how can they rewind time
1: it's yeah yeah it's such a that's uh, but honestly that's one of the i think that's one of the coolest moments in cinema history just when you're you're trapped in the movie and it kind of gives that's you a, a choice fuck
0: you to the audience yeah
1: yeah yeah oh god it's incredible anyway uh that's a big high recommendation of uh, michael haneke's films if you fancy them but i mean uh, i don't know maybe you know have um beauty and the beast lined up afterwards uh but i watched uh,
0: a film called beauty and the beast one time and uh there was no guys in it there's no guys in it yeah there was a
1: lady and there was a beast sounds good sounds good I'm into it what are we watching next week again I don't know we haven't decided we haven't decided hmm and you have no access to a cinema to speak of
0: (laughs) no that would involve uh, quite a long journey I think
1: alright let's look for a minute and make a decision I don't know
0: we could always do Damien Chazelle's Babylon that's available
1: is that on Blockbuster
0: Mm mhm okay or Bones and All
1: oh I would prefer to do Boners and Balls yeah Babylon is is supposed to be not great. I heard different things about Babylon. Do you fancy it? I like Damien Chazelle's uh, film so far. Bones and All's
0: probably easier to watch, so maybe we should force ourselves to watch Babylon. Okay. Plus I might watch First
1: Man. That's I really enjoyed that, but I've no urge to ever watch it again. Yeah, okay, cool. Babylon.
0: Okay, so that's or or we could watch the uh, menu. That's available.
1: Uh yeah, that's supposed to be very good actually. I quite want to watch that. That's the one with the uh, Ray Fiennes and yeah, yeah, What's yeah. her Chops. Yeah, and Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Joy boy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say boy. <laughs> it's obvious. Um, and your and your Taylor kissing boys. Uh, okay. Why don't so, we
0: toss a coin? <laughs> 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 Enough
1: okay, the coin tossing. W- all right, what's what's uh, we could toss a coin. What's what what's <laughs> what are the two films for the toss?
0: Okay, so let's go for next time around. It's fifty-fifty shot between uh Bones and All. Mm-hmm. Look at Guadagnino's bon- boners and balls, or uh, Babylon, Babylon, the song by David. If Green. you want
1: it, yeah, we're just gonna listen <laughs> just to that for ninety so minutes.
0: Listen to that for no three hours. Three hours. What at is that? How long two and and Babylon and a half is? Hours. Babylon's like two and a half hours minimum.
1: Oh wow! Oh, this is why Marco Mode hates <laughs> it. All right. Okay. Should we
0: just watch? What did we say? Oh no! Wait. We we we, we had we're three options. Have... We, had, we had we had we also got the menu as well.
1: Okay. So all right. <laughs> I don't know. How do we decide this? (laughs) You get you do you get a three sided coin?
0: (laughs) Where's your (laughs) three sided coin?
1: Okay, so let's get six options
0: and then just roll a
1: die. Five is five is Babylon. Um, edge is
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, no edge is Babylon. If you throw the coin and it lands on the edge,
1: it's Babylon, and that's Babylon. Okay, Okay. so we'll say that. So five is the menu, and uh, church is boners and balls, bones and all. All right.
0: Did it, did it land on the edge? It didn't land it didn't on the land edge. It didn't land on, That's on the edge. Surprise. Sorry, Babylon.
1: Uh, what was the church again? The church was Bones and All, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right. Next week, guys, tune in to hear us talk about Bones and All and all the Disney films I've been watching. It's going to be fun. Uh, until then, until that auspicious occasion, uh, I love you, audience. I love you, Andy. Bye. And you too.
0: Bye.